Long. Way outside for the three. It's good. He got it. It's good. Season for Texas, they finished 34 and 0. The number one ranked team from beginning to end, winning their first NCAA championship. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Texas 24 podcast on the Dave Campbell's Podcast Network. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. We're going to continue with our interview series. Well, actually, first, let me, you're, you're in a little bit of a different spot right now. I just want yes. to make sure everybody knows you're okay. Yes, uh, you yes, know, everybody I'm, I'm knows. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, of course, people know that you got you cover LSU. Uh, you live in Baton Rouge, but right now you are uh, at your brother's, I believe, in Huntsville. Yep. Yep. So, so just making sure that everybody knows Matthew's okay. You yep. know, he's gonna he's gonna be hunkered down there for a little bit. But uh, we're glad you're safe. I sent you a text uh, the other day, making sure you were good. So yeah, yeah, we're good. I'm in the the home of Zach Nuttall. You know, the former <laughs> home of Zach Nuttall. I should say former home. Yeah, I was about former. to say SMU now. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, good. yeah we're. We're going to continue our interview series. Uh, as you know, we had Grant McCaslin. We've had uh, Zenere Antoine. Last week, Matthew had a chance to sit down with Drew. Uh, this week, excited, really excited to have Coach Joe Golding now of UTEP. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing, doing awesome. fantastic. We're doing fantastic. I'm uh, glad I don't have to play against Zach Nuttall anymore. Really. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, so that so so UTEP SMU is off the board now. We're not we're not That's doing that. Till Zach's out of there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey, he can fill it up, man. He was fun to watch last year. Really, really score, man. Really score. So yeah, I guess we'll just get right into it. I mean, you know, you settling in in El Paso. You know, what, what's it like now? You've been on the job for a couple months. Yeah, you know, this is uh, it's different for me. It's the first time as a head coach I've moved from one job to the other. Um, I went to school at Abilene Christian, uh, obviously took that job uh, from when I was at Arkansas Little Rock, um, took the job there. We were a Division II school, transition, uh, was there 10 years. So when you count my time as an assistant um, and then a student and then as the head coach, I was almost at Abilene Christian for 20 years. So, uh, you know, this move was, um, you know, there was a lot that went into it, but I felt the timing was right. But it's my first time to kind of go through it. So um, I've had to um, make a lot of phone calls, trust a lot of people in the business uh, that I'm close to, and then obviously learn, kind of learn on the fly uh, with this. So uh, it's, it's been um, it's been interesting, uh, but but I'm very happy to be the head coach at UTEP. Uh, the one thing about the city of El Paso, it's a very welcoming city. It's very family oriented. Um, so they've made my family feel very comfortable. Um, they've made us feel welcome. I tease people um, a little bit. That's because we're still undefeated. Uh, we haven't lost the game yet. So everybody's still being awful nice. But, um, you know, it, it's it's um, it's kind of one of those deals. I would say it's like two steps forward, one step back. And when I say one step back, it's not really a negative. It's just you don't know what's going on. I'm out of my comfort zone a little bit and, and just trying to get used to the to the institution and how they do things here. Yeah. Sure. I, I, Go ahead, Dish. I, I was going to say, um, yeah, you mentioned it. You know, you're an ACU lifer. Um, you really had that program clicking. You obviously get the win in the NCAA tournament last year. What made UTEP kind of the right next step for you in your career? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of it, uh, you know, went, went into that. Um, it wasn't just a decision I made overnight. Um, obviously, uh, after the Texas, that was the second time that we had gone to the NCAA tournament. Um, and so 
Um, the phone was definitely buzzing, you know, and ringing. Mm -hmm. And uh, there, there was definitely some opportunities available. And uh, I was able to uh, interview. Um, I, I don't care. I can say that publicly, I guess, now at some different institutions. Um, it didn't get out necessarily all of them. But um, I, I was I was definitely listening to people for the first time um, that, uh, since I'd been at Abilene Christian. And, uh, you know, I just didn't feel like the right fit was out there. Um, and then when UTEP opened, um, <clears throat> I just felt it was the, the longer I got into it, um, and the more that um, the interview process kind of extended itself, uh, I just felt really, really comfortable. You know, I grew up in Midland, Texas, uh, so I knew the history and tradition of UTEP. Uh, I had become very good friends with Coach Gillespie um, through my time at Abilene Christian because he was at Ranger, and I knew how fondly he talked of UTEP, and, the, and, and those were some of the best years of his life and just the passion that people had for, uh, for basketball here. Uh, obviously, Doc Sadler was a good friend. Um, uh, and of, uh, of mine and, and, and kind of uh, Jason Copeland, who a guy I worked for was very, very close. And I knew what Doc thought of this job. And uh, then Tim Floyd had become a friend of mine over the past month. That's an interesting story that maybe we can tell later. But um, just a passion that these people had for UTEP. Um, and then just what I knew about the history and tradition. And honestly, what I was looking for, if I was going to move my family, if I was going to leave Abilene Christian, um, I wanted a place that loved basketball. And I wanted an institution where basketball was important, a president and AD that knew that basketball was important. And so uh, not that football, volleyball and other sports aren't, but I think when you work at an institution that basketball supported, not only at that institution, but also in that town, um, I think it makes, you know, it makes it easier to, to get it going. And so, um, you know, that, that was the positives. Uh, I also thought, you know, uh, that just the way college basketball was going with this transfer portal um, and, and the different things with NIL. I just thought the timing was right. Not that Abilene Christian won't get there in time, uh, but it's just an institution that you know, we, we had built that uh, program of high school kids and developed them, you know, and spent time and built a culture and built a program. And I just think that uh, it's going to get difficult to do that, you know, uh, moving forward in the way college basketball. And I thought UTEP was set up better for the way college basketball is going. Yeah. You, UTEP obviously, um, has a good amount of talent. I mean, they coming off of, I mean, two years ago, they were, they were 17 and 15 last year, 12 and 12. So, you know, there, there is some talent there. Uh, you return a lot from last year's team. What has it been like setting the foundation and just what have been your kind of core values that you've started to instill in, into this team? Yeah, right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, the first thing we did is really not go out and recruit other players across the country. When I first got this job, we spent the first two or three weeks just recruiting these guys. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I thought it was real important to see how many guys we could keep. You know, I think there's a big difference in recruiting 10 or 11 guys uh, to a brand new team when you take over and only having to recruit six, you know. And so, uh, you know, keeping seven scholarship guys, two walk-ons, nine total, uh, I thought was probably the biggest thing we did, you know, this offseason, uh, was able to keep the nucleus here. We obviously lost Bryson, but uh, credit to Bryson, he graduated. Uh, he represented himself uh, wonderfully here uh, over his time here at UTEP. In my six or seven weeks with Bryson, he was unbelievable, man. He worked out every day, showed up on time. Uh, he was a great teammate. He loves UTEP. He loves the city of El Paso. Uh, but he graduated and, and felt it was an opportunity to, for him to, to move on and go try something else. But we were able to keep the other guys here and keep the core. And I think that's very very important for us moving forward, um, you know, uh, with this program. So that was the most important thing we did was recruit those guys, build relationships with those guys. Um, and honestly, Matthew, that's what we've been doing, you know, was, uh, you know, our program is built on relationships. Uh, we spend a lot of time on it. People talk about culture. I hate that word now. Uh, everybody <laughs> talks about it. Uh, you know, I, I, I hate bringing it up. And, but, you know, everybody has a different way of what they're about. But, you know, at Abilene Christian, I thought that's what we did really well. I thought we had one of the best, you know, cultures uh, out there in college basketball, but 
starts with relationships. And we try to build those every single day, you know, and then right, wrong or indifferent. I coach. I'm very energetic. I'm very passionate. Uh, but I also try to coach. I'm very positive. You know, when I first got in this business, uh, you know, I think one of the best lessons I learned was be yourself and don't try to be somebody else. And I think early on in my coaching career, I tried to be other coaches. I was trying to be Coach Shields, who I worked for at Little Rock, mm-hmm. Jason Copeland, uh, who I worked for um, at Abilene Christian, or Coach Beard, who's obviously, you know, my best friend. I was always trying to be somebody else instead of being myself. And I'm a very positive person. Um, and I think that's where, uh, you know, our program kind of took off at ACU is, is when I started coaching that way, you know. You know, and so now we'll still get on your butt. You know, we still have yeah. discipline in our program and we still have things that we are going to hold our kids accountable to. But at the same time, um, you know, we, we I just want a lot of positive in, energy around our program and around our players. And uh, that, that's really, Matthew, what we what we uh, tried to do from day one, you know, uh, was build those relationships with those guys, get to know those guys. And not just from the basketball side, you know, uh, where they're what, what they're about, where they're from. Uh, you know, what mom and dad, grandma, granddad, brothers and sisters, and, and really just start start from scratch with that and build it. Speaking of a little bit more of the basketball side, <clears throat> you know, you come from ACU. Me and Matthew were always raving about how you guys played. We loved watching okay. you guys on defense. We love that aggressive guard defensive play, especially with somebody like Reggie Miller initiating everything. You know, you go to UTEP and these guys, they are having to win over now. They didn't play that style. You know, they had a very certain different style uh, that they were used to, maybe a little bit more open, a little bit more um, offensive oriented. How is that kind of, um, uh, I, guess, I don't want to say change, but how, how is, you know, how have you tried to communicate what you're trying to sell? And is that something we're going to see? First of all, I guess is the first question is, you know, that brand of ACU aggressive defensive basketball, is that something you're going to help translate or are you maybe adjusting a little bit to some of the guys that you have now? Yeah. You know, uh, to, to that point, we're trying to play the way we played at ACU. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, I think our job as a head coach at, of any institution is uh, to put your players in the best situation to win, you know? So uh, we obviously recruited six new players. Uh, we're evaluating them in the fall workouts right now. Well, uh, once we start practice in September, uh, you know, there's an AC model that we know works, but at the same time, if it doesn't work with this group, we'll make adjustments, you know, and we'll do what's best uh, with this group to win. I think that's what any good coach does. You know, you want to recruit to a, a certain, you know, maybe player to your program. Um, but, um, you know, at the same time, I think that's what a, that's what a coach's job is, is to mold that team in that particular year and give them uh, the best chance to win. And so our identity, uh, er, you know, early at Abilene Christian became on the defensive side of the ball. We didn't feel like we could get the talent necessarily uh, that the San Houston States, the SFAs, those type of guys. We had to have a different identity. Um, and we didn't care what size you were. Uh, again, we took kids that were – they had great work ethic, guys with chip on their shoulders, guys with, that were positive people. Uh, and we went to work with those guys, develop them, um, and – and, you know, obviously the, the story played out, you know, we're going to try to do that same thing here at UTEP. Um, you know, I think it works. Uh, you know, you look at on our staff, we hired Jeremy Cox, you know, they pressured at SFA. Uh, they've had success against high major teams. We obviously beat Texas, almost beat Texas Tech uh, this past year playing that way. So, uh, you know, we'll see if, if it works in Conference USA. I have no idea until we go through it, uh, you know, but we might get three or four games in. I remember Brad Underwood three or four or five years ago at Oklahoma State was a pressure guy from Stephen F. Went to Oklahoma State, tried to do it in the Big 12. It didn't work the first six or seven or eight games. They were fouling all the time. The pressure wasn't working. And all of a sudden he switches the gaps and goes, I don't know, you guys probably know better than I, but goes like eight and two down the stretch or whatever, right. seven and three and makes the NCAA tournament. So uh, to me, that's a sign of a good coach. You know, he realized it wasn't working and he had to make an adjustment and do what's best for his team. So, um, you know, one knock on us obviously is offensively, but 
you know, the high low stuff and people don't do that anymore. But I think there's some positives to that. You know, people don't do it anymore. And if you look at our offensive numbers at Abilene Christian, we scored the ball really, really well. You know, now we didn't mm-hmm. score the ball well necessarily when we went to play Texas or Texas Tech because that's trying to run the wishbone, um, you know, <laughs> a, 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 yeah. against Alabama, you know, yeah. uh, against yeah. the uh, when Texas, you know, they had what, four or five guys over 6'10", you know, and we got yeah, Joe right. Bezos at 6'5", so uh, it's like mm-hmm. David at 6'5", and, and, and Arion Simmons at maybe 6'2", you yeah, know, playing yeah, the yeah. post, so, um, you know, but but we do like to get up and run. If you watch our teams play offensively, we get out in transition, we force turnovers, uh, you know, we, we, we like to play fast, we don't slow it down. Uh, I just think offensively, we're very efficient. I think one thing that we will do different here, I like our guard play here. I think our guards are definitely a strength of this team. I think you will see us with a lot more ball screens, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm going to have fun with that, uh, you know, kind of morphing ball screens into it. And I think it will look a lot more of what Coach Self has done uh, as he's kind of morphed. You know, Coach Self was a high-low two-game guy, yeah. um, and now he's morphed into still the high-low stuff, but with a lot more ball screens and freedom for guards. And so I would think that we would look kind of, uh, you know, kind of going on that track moving forward here with this year's team. Yes. I mean, Sule Boom, Keontae Kennedy, Jamal Bienemy. I got a lot of guards. Um, I like we talked about returning from last year and that kind of continuity and those guys playing off each other was a big strength last year, especially Sule Boom coming into his own last year. I think he was at about 18 a game. Um, offensively, are you, how excited are you to kind of be able to toy with them and be able to unlock things in them? Because Keontae Kennedy, I believe he's a retro sophomore, if I'm correct. Uh, Jamal Bienemy comes from, from Oklahoma. This will be a second year UTEP. Just getting those guys to grow and getting those guys to uh, kind of fulfill their potential at the guard Yeah, spot. no doubt. I think when you watch tape of, of last year's, and we didn't spend too much time in the past, but, you know, when I was interviewing for the job and I was calling around and, um, you know, talking about UTEP's roster, you obviously get excited about those guys. You know, I think – uh, when you talk about all three of those players, they're very, very talented. Sule had a great year. You know, what we're trying to get with Sule is just be more efficient. You know, I think when you look mm-hmm. at his numbers, he only shot 38%, 37 from the floor, and he's got to get better at that. I think he had to take some tough shots, and what we're going to try to do is get him to take better shots. Uh, but he also looks at you at the same time and says, Coach, I make tough shots. You know, okay, well, <laughs> I hear you, but, you know, uh, you know I, I think we got to get that percentage up, and, and we got to work with him. But um, obviously, when you can put the ball in a guy's hands like him and go make plays, he also gets to the free throw line. Uh, and he's a great free those shooters so the closeout games uh we've really been on jb hard um just just behind the scenes man i think he's uh from the time we've got him in the spring to the summer i just love where he's at right now he's got a chip on his shoulder uh he's got the love for basketball back he's smiling again uh he's having fun um you know he i think he's an elite uh, player in college basketball. He has a great talent set. Uh, he's long. He's athletic. He can see the floor. He's a great passer. People say he's a great shooter, but I think he can put the ball on the floor too and go finish, you know? And so, uh, you know, he obviously last year adjusted to the point guard position. He didn't play that at Oklahoma. Um, so there were some times last year where I think he was probably a little bit uncomfortable uh, of knowing when to go score, when not to score, when to get teammates involved, when not to get teammates involved. And so just getting him better at understanding his role uh, within what we're trying to do offensively. Um, I, I think you're going to see JB take a big jump this year um, I'm real excited about where he's at uh, Keontae's got a ton of talent when you look at him he looks like a high major guy uh, getting off the bus you know that, that's what I'm most excited about when I walk into practice we look like a high major basketball team you know at ACU we got off the bus we look like a junior high team you know that's no <laughs> knock on our guys man I loved it man people would laugh at us yeah. we got off the bus and we go bust your butt you know for 30 you know and put it on you but uh, so I kind of loved it but I do I do sleep a little better night when I come into practice and I see you know our, the, the just the length and size that we have I think Keontae can be an elite defender and what we do defensively obviously and how we get him passing lanes he's really embraced that um 
this offseason. And, you know, I think they were more of a gap team with Rodney. Um, you know, and we're, we're trying to be more aggressive. And I think that fits Keontae. Um, I, you know, I also think that fits JB um, just with their length and size and getting in passing lanes. And also when Keontae, you know, when we got a lot of steals at Ablin Christian, uh, you know, we used to tease Reggie and Damien all the time. They would get steals, but then they couldn't go finish on the other, line, <laughs> other end. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they're like, yeah, we can't. You know, so they would fight me on that, you know. But I used to, uh, you know, now with Keontae, with the size and athleticism, when they get in pass lanes and they get steals, they can go finish, you know, on the other side. So, uh, and then I've been really impressed with Saucy, you know, a returner last year, Christian Agnew. Mm. Uh, he goes by Saucy, but, you know, he's my kind of type of guy, man. He's just tough. He's gritty. Got a chip on his shoulder. Man, he's been undervalued his whole life. He's always had to prove himself. Detroit. Uh, I, yeah, man, Detroit. He's got all that Detroit in him. And I just embrace those type of guys. And he's been really good for our system, you know, and what we do um, defensively. So, and then we've added some pieces, you know. Um, we've obviously added some guards uh, uh, to those guys and some depth there and some competition, which helps, you know. So I think when you look at the team last year, they didn't play a whole lot of guys, you know, and those guards had to play a lot. And when you had Friday, you probably know better than I do, Matthew, but they played Friday, Saturday with those COVID games, you know, and so they just didn't have a lot of depth there, you know, so it was tough. So um, I feel really good about our talent there at the guard spot. Um, I, I think those guys have bought into what we're trying to do uh, offensively. And, you know, the biggest adjustment we're trying to get to, to make for those guys offensive just to trust each other, you know, and move the basketball. Mm. You know, I think if you look at our team last year you know we had like 500 assists to 200 something turnovers you know our, our guys really trusted and moved the ball and that's a staple of you know I, I think it's me uh, I was never allowed to shoot the basketball um you know um <clears throat> I got screwed man my coach has screwed me man you know? <laughs> I, I had well I had Kager I played on the 1966 national championship team. He came in by the officer. It was an incredible moment for me to be able to meet him and touch history and talk to him. Yeah. And I said, listen, man, everybody around here, I know coach Haskins is like the second coming of Jesus, man. And he is, he's a legend around here. Every, I think every street now El Paso is either named, you know, Don Haskins, Haskins street, glory road, something, man. Right. You know, so get confused going around El Paso, but, uh, I said, hey, come on, man. I know Coach Haskins. He didn't do everything right, man. There's got to be something he did wrong. He's like, you darn right. He didn't let me shoot the basketball. And I said, well, then, Kager, you and I got something in common. You know? <laughs> uh, oh but, uh, it, it, you know, I think that's the one thing we're trying to get these guys to do is learn is, is just share the basketball, you know, move the basketball and try to get the best shot uh, that they can. I think if you looked at their, at their assisted turnover ratio last year, it wasn't very good, you know? And so that, that's one thing that we're trying to get these guys and, and they've done a great job of buying into it. I don't care what you run offensively. Uh, you got to share the basketball, you know, you got to know your roles. You got to identify roles offensively. You got to share the basketball and you, you got to get the best shot uh, each possession. Yeah. When I was covering Texas state, I remember uh, when Reggie Miller first came in, um, I was like, I was like, I know he does not look like, you know, like a D1 point guard. But when they let him, when when he got away, I was like, you you guys are going to regret that. That is an initiator of, a, of an offense. That is a, an aggressive defensive point guard. I was like, I was furious when he got out somehow, but I'm glad he ended up with you guys. Cause yeah, you know, I, he had an incredible career and it's not over yet. Uh, yeah. he's, he's, he's the best leader I've ever coached. Uh, he's probably one of the toughest, top three toughest kids I've ever coached. Uh, and he's one of the top, you know, probably two um, defenders uh, that I've ever uh, that I've ever coached or ever been around. And so he's uh, he's a winner. Uh, you know, he's um, and, and again, an incredible I've never been around a leader um, like him um, in, in coaching. So um, so, yes, we were very happy to get him and, and very fortunate to get him. Well, I guess what uh, for following up on that, you know, does. Does having that success of, you know, obviously you guys built your way up to, to getting into the tournament. Um, you mentioned in the first round a couple of years ago and then beating Texas. Does that kind of help you sell 
your message better to like, hey, this style of basketball works and we can make this, you know, what we need, what it needs to be to get this program to the next level? Yeah, I, I think it helps with the credibility. You know, we, we, we don't, I think the thing about me is, uh, you know, I, I hope people will say this about me. I'm a very humble person and I have no ego. Uh, I don't think I have all the answers. I think I surround myself with good players and then I surround myself with good coaches and I let them, I let players play to let coaches coach, you know? Um, and, and again, we have some accountability and we have some staples to our program. Um, but I, 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 I don't sell Joe Golding. I don't sell it in recruiting, you know? I don't sell it here in UTEP. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to sell our basketball program and our institution. But yes, I would think when I walked in there, uh, the first time for a team meeting was different than probably if I'd have walked in five years ago, you know, before we mm -hmm. went to the tournament for the first time and beat Kentucky. Uh, I quit worrying about my career record a long time ago. Anybody that goes through transition, you just throw that uh, in the trash can and don't worry about it. You know, transition is the hardest thing I think any coach can go through. Uh, it's, it's, it's very um, it, it will humble you in a hurry. Uh, you know, the transition is very difficult. I, I don't know if I'd have let my son play for us during the transition. You know, you can't play in postseason. You can't play in the NCAA tournament. Uh, there's just so many negatives that go into it. And so, uh, you know, to be able to build a program, to get it to where we're at now, I do think, yes, uh, you know, it was easier. The credibility is probably there, um, but th th that's there for maybe a week, you know, and then those guys want to see what you're about, you know, and you, and you better know your stuff. You better build relationships with these kids, you know, and our program, again, I keep going back to relationships, but I think it all starts with relationships. And when you build relationships with kids, trust comes with that, you know, and then when kids trust you, then they're willing to do things that you ask them to do. And that's the love part, you know, and where love comes in. So we're building relationships, you know, relationships to trust and then trust to love. And, uh, you know, I, I think you have to have those three components in your program to get kids to do what you want to do. Uh, but yes, yeah, I do think there's some credibility now um, to that because I think people know that what we did at Abilene Christian worked. Uh, we were very successful in that. Uh, but hey, UTEP's a different deal, you know? And so, you know, we can't sell ACU at UTEP. I'm the head coach at UTEP and, uh, you know, UTEP has a history in the last 10 years. It's not as great or successful as we would probably want it to be uh, or I wouldn't be right here right now, you know? But I will say this and I've said it publicly everywhere. I think Rodney did a really, really good job here. This program is not broken, you know? Uh, this is, there's times you, you hear people uh, in our business that take jobs and those jobs are broken. You know, it's a lot of work and there's a lot of things. These kids work really, really hard. They're good kids, they're high character kids. Uh, the, what, to what Matthew said, they're close. Uh, you know, I think COVID last year, every program was different. I think COVID really affected this program. It was El Paso was really affected by COVID really, really hard in November, December, January, February. So they just had a lot going on here. They never could get any continuity going. Uh, but I think the talent was here. And I think Roddy did a great job um, with, with this program. And I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, coach. Um, last question I have uh, now in, in conference, you say you kind of mentioned it earlier, how much have you been able to learn about Conference USA, see, I mean, how it's kind of operated, especially in your division now with North Texas, Louisiana Tech, UAB, Rice, I mean, UTSA. It's a talented division there uh, that has a lot of quality teams. Just what have you learned about Conference USA over the past few months since you got the job? Yeah, well, obviously I have the utmost respect for it, you know. Um, that's why I took this job was to challenge myself against some, the best coaches, you know, some of the best coaches in the country and some of the best players in the country. You know, we have pros in this league. Um, and then I think it's – I won't say the stat right. You guys will have to go look it up. But I think it's four out of the last five years, five out of the last six or something like that or – 
uh, three out of the last five that a team that, that has won the tournament in Conference USA has gone to the NCAA tournament and won a game, you know, and I uh, obviously very familiar with Grant, you know, Grant, uh, I took over for Grant at ACU. Um, you know, Grant was there for a brief period, about two months before he went to Baylor uh, to be an assistant coach. But I've known Grant for a long time. Uh, obviously, um, you know, Linder at, at uh, Southern Miss, uh, Jay Ladner, excuse me, at Southern Miss, uh, coached in our league um, at, at uh, Southeastern. Um, and so I know what kind of coach he is and, and how successful. And I've been able to talk to him. Obviously, uh, Andy Kenny, you can go down the line, you know, to, to all these guys, um, you know, are, are just they're, they're great coaches. Uh, I think when you turn on tape, I, I honestly, I've watched three or four games in Conference USA, and I've said, I mean, I've seen enough, man. I mean, it's it speaks for itself. There's great coaches. There's great players in this league. Uh, I think going to the divisions, I think, uh, you know, uh, I didn't say much in the conference meetings this summer, but I know these coaches are very excited to go to the divisions. Uh, it's something that they've been wanting to get back to for a while. Um, so you get back to some rivalry games uh, and get back to games mattering late February and March, you know, when you're going and you're fighting uh, for seating and positions uh, within your division for the tournament. So. I had the utmost respect. You know, I, I know in coaching, we always say this, any league you're in is the best league in the country, you know, or the toughest league in the country. It doesn't matter what you're in. Uh, but honestly, I have the utmost respect for the coaches in this league, uh, the players in this league. And um, I, I look forward to the challenge to, to, to compete again. It's one of the biggest, re you know, one of the reasons, again, I took the job was to continue to grow as a coach and challenge myself against some of the best coaches and best players. Yeah, coach. Um, yeah, as some uh, we covered Conference USA and we covered the Sun Belt and everything. And Conference USA was a blood blood bath last year, man. That was a lot of fun to see with uh, Western UAB, La Tech, North Texas. Ooh, it was a uh, it was it was something. It was something. Yeah, it's not gonna be a lot of fun, huh? <laughs> it was it was <laughs> it was brutal. It was brutal. North, I, I like like I said, I covered North Texas and yeah. they played UAB the last two games of the year in the regular season. UAB just comes in and destroys them then they go to the tournament as the third seed in the division north texas does so they don't even get a bye and they end up making a run and and pulling yeah. it out they win they beat la tech like 47 43 like it was just defense everywhere it was incredible yeah. now grant does a heck of a job and ross obviously their, their whole staff they do a great job but uh, I think when you look down conference usa just in a whole when you look at everybody uh, there's just so many good coaches and good staffs and uh, you know, I'm gonna sound like a broken record probably now. I've joined, I've joined the league, man. But I just, this conference doesn't get the respect, you know, that it deserves. And even when we were in the South and when we would play these teams, uh, you could definitely see the talent level and the coaching, you know, uh, just the respect for it. And like all leagues, we're fighting for respect. And hopefully, in the in the future here, we can get on ESPN more. You know, we can do more mm -hmm. things to market our league, and we can play more, you know, uh, games against leagues that are comparable to us. Uh, and and we have to win those games. And uh, you know, and and hopefully, we'll see in divisions. And everybody has a dream of a two bid league. It's obviously difficult the way NCAA basketball is going. You know, and the Power Fives. And we'll see in the, the you know what happens the next couple of years with the realignment. You know, a, a bunch of things are going to change, but. Uh, um, you know, uh, there, there, there's nobody that wants to play Conference USA. I can promise you that. You know, we, we call around to schedule uh, people all the time. I, I can't imagine what Grant's, you know, spring and summer look like trying to schedule games. And uh, Andy Kennedy, you know, and, you know, I, I, I saw his schedule the other day. Somebody showed me, but he's getting some SEC opponents to come play. You know, and that's what our league has to continue to do. We have to do our job here at UTEP of, of building this program up and winning games and, and getting good non-conference games here and winning some of those. And so you, you guys know the league better than I do. Maybe since you're not working for North Texas anymore, Matthew, I could call you, man. Whenever that game comes up in January, huh? we can we can get yeah. some inside info, man. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you, no man. Grant's tight with his money, man. I'm not, man. I'll, I'll spend my money. I'll pay whatever I got to to get a win, man. Hey, Ross, Reem. 
Yeah, Ross, Reem, Coach B, man. Just yeah, I'll get it from them. I got you, man. All right, man. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. Have, I'm gonna have to. I, I have to make sure they don't listen to this though. That's that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's funny though. Well, Coach. Um, I obviously I had a culture question, but I won't ask you because I know you hate culture. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, but we appreciate you for joining us, man. And uh, best of luck to you this season. And thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, guys, man. If I do anything for you, let me know, man. Go Miners!